Today, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to share with you my personal story around change and decision making. I wanted to share my faith story around change and choosing a life, a future, and how and why, and we did, and why we did what we did. Because in this process, we saw and found God. We saw and found peace and guidance and love and strength. So, the house I grew up in, my parents still live there today. Here are some Google Maps images of their house for those who need visual stimuli. They have a plant, that's their parent, have a plant called uh, Yesterday, Today and Tomorrow. Do you know it? It is quite pretty, but I don't think you get it because of what it looks like. You get it because of the smell. It smells amazing. And I have this memory as a child, how we would have the front door open on summer days, and the smell of those flowers would blow into the house with the wind. And the house would just smell as sweet as can be. It was so good. Uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That is what I see as the theme for my life these last few months. The battle of the yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and how that factors into making a decision. Yesterday. Two weeks ago, Kathy and Karen led a wonderful service, and in it they referred, referred to the new 660 song, Pepepa, where they sing about how important it is to know where you come from. I listened to it as if for the first time and just thought about how your yesterday plays such an important role in what makes you and makes you be who you are and how important that is. And then furthermore, to know where your roots lay, where your heart lies, what makes you, you. Those questions are never quite so true than when you leave your home country and start a new life. Where you come from, the series of yesterdays, whether you want to or not, whether you like it or not, it is all those yesterdays that make you who you are. And over the last six months, especially, these questions have become increasingly important to us. Who are we? And how important is it where we come from? How big a role does where we come from play in who we are and who we want to be? These are questions that aren't easy to answer and they differ from person to person, from time to time and from situation to situation. But for us in this time, under these circumstances, where we came from played a very big role in where we wanted to go. And one of the big things were, like the Pepeha song says, and as I mentioned after the service two weeks ago, our waka is our whanau. That is so important for the now. And again, if you need some visual stimuli, our family. <laughs> that is such a big thing for us big enough to want to move back home. So, 
we've got to a point where we thought, we think we might want to go back to South Africa. But now that you know that, how do you make such a decision? In the here and now, how do you know, okay, this is what I think I want, what I think I need, where do I go from here? The today part of any decision is difficult, but even more difficult when making a decision is how, you, is how do you really know what God wants you to do. That was always been one of the most difficult questions in my life. What does God want me to do? Where does God want me to go? What should I do to come? Say, plan? And now, what does God want with our family? How will we be able to do that and be who God wants us to be? I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I hope you remember that I've expressed this. God has never given me a sign or a written confirmation in the sky where to go to be next. I don't think God works that way. I will forever worship does work that way, and maybe for some people it happens. But I think God works in different ways, through people, through common sense, previous experiences, and through scripture. For me, this time around, making this big decision about moving home, there was a scripture that played an integral part. And that is what I would like for us to look at today. Psalm 102, verses 1 and 2, has been that scripture. Let's read it together. Hear my prayer, Lord. Let me cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me when I am in distress. Turn your ear to me when I call. Answer me quickly. In the new translation, it goes like this. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my plea. Don't turn away from me in my time of distress. Bend down to listen and answer me quickly when I call to you. Exactly why the writer is in distress is unknown, but it can be that the king writing the part of the psalm is a prayer by a community in their exiled setting. This prayer might have been prayed by multitudes of people needing to say out loud how they want and need God's help. That is the thing with saying a prayer out loud. It integrates reality and faith because that is what we still so desperately need to have our faith and reality collide. You see and hear and you're fully aware of what is happening around you. You need your faith to be part of that. Saying a prayer, even out loud with a group of other people, can help this process, help your reality and faith collide. But more than that, prayer is a confession that God is there, that God is near, that God hears, cares, and is willing to listen to us. This prayer I have prayed a hundred times over the last few months. And that was it. I read those words one day by accident and I went back to memorise it. Hear my prayer, O Lord. 
Let my cry of help come to you. Turn your ear to me when I call. Answer me quick. Sometimes when we pray, we might be able to voice what we want easily. Sometimes voicing what we want to need is harder. In our case, I found it hard to voice exactly what I wanted because either side of the decision seemed so hard. Staying in New Zealand and being far away from our people. Going to South Africa and saying goodbye to the life we built. And so I read this psalm and decided not to ask anything specific from God. Mother Teresa famously, in an interview when asked about her prayer life, said, When I pray, I don't say anything, I listen. And what does God say, the interviewer asked. God doesn't say anything, he listens. And if you don't understand that, I can't explain it to you. And praying that psalm over and over again, I tried to listen to God. And in not praying for anything in particular, I hoped and believed that God was listening to my heart, to the words I couldn't say, haven't said yet, too scared and proud to say. I just heard those, these words of Psalm 102 and remembered Mother Teresa's words, and that became my mantra. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and all the words I cannot express. Let my call of help come to you. I believe that you are close enough that these rather small concerns of mine, small in the greater scheme of things, will reach you. Turn your ear to me, and you know my desires before the words are even on my tongue. You care enough to hear me, listen to me, be interested and invested in me. When I call, answer me quick, and this was the hardest part to pray, the answer me part. How will I know God answered me? How will I know what the answer is when I don't even know how to express my desires? And there is something Reg said last week about reading a text that made so much sense and put into words what we've experienced. He said, sometimes we get so caught up in the semantics of a text Instead of just, even for just a moment, trying to look at the text through the eyes of Jesus. What does it mean when you read the text, knowing Jesus? Reading it was reminding yourself constantly who Jesus is, what he stood for, what and who he wanted to be. And that is the key to what is needed when you pray in a difficult situation. When you pray a prayer like this, like what we just read in Psalm 102, we insist that God reigns. We read it, and in knowing who God is through Jesus, we know that the hope the writer needs will be found in God and peace. That is what Jesus was, who Jesus was, the peacemaker, the giver of peace. And that is what happened to us when we started to seriously think about our future and where we wanted to be, when we prayed 
and asked the Lord to listen to our hearts. He didn't need to use too many words. I know the words of your heart before you even say them, says the Lord. That didn't mean that we stopped praying. That just determined what we said. We said, you know our hearts. You see our struggles. Make a way for us. Whatever that may be. We didn't ask for a clear-cut yes or no. We said, hear our hearts, the desires of our hearts, and listen to them, O Lord, and help us. You, the Lord in whom we trust, Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, Lord, the good and the bad. And that is how we come, and that is how we could take our yesterdays and today and make a decision for the future. Taking the peace we felt as a way of seeing Jesus in the decision part of it and therefore part of our future. Knowing that wherever we go, we will not go alone. And so when the opportunity to go back came along, we said, thank you, Lord, and we took it knowing that not a hair from our head would fall without God knowing, going with the knowledge that God even cares for the sparrows. God dresses the hills and the valleys. God gives song to the tui and the mozzie. He will guide and protect us, never forsake us, now and forever, wherever we go. And in the end, whatever we choose. Amen. Let's have a moment of silence.